I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. back so the last time we met our heroes ha. um we had the upholstery fabric for the couch check that was it that was all that happened. Yeah, there was one check we also have the couch uh which is an important that's important true component. yeah that's about it um i don't even know where to begin especially since i wasn't here for well, so you were going to leave, and that's why I was going to have the couch upholstered at a specific time. Right. So that we weren't, like, missing all of our seating, so that, like, you could be gone, and then I could sit on the love sack, and everything would be fine. Yeah. So I had you help me move the couch into the middle of the uh, living yes. room. So then I spent a while with the couch just, like, sitting in the middle of the <laughs> living room. Um and we had decided upon having Hoover from HC Custom Upholstery come get it, mm-hmm. which was a little bit difficult, but he did. He and his assistant came and picked it up. That uh, um, assistant? Well, yeah, you can't just, like, carry a couch by yourself. Yeah, I suppose. Or, I mean, I don't know how that person was related to him, but it was him and someone else. Yeah, came. fair. Reasonable. <laughs> And actually, so I had put the couch in a furniture bag because it was supposed to rain that day. Mm-hmm. I, you, I don't know if you remember I that do. I got those bags. I remember that being easier than I thought it would be also. I love furniture bags. I use them every time I move. And it is way easier than it seems mm-hmm. like it would be. And also, I don't know, I guess it seems like good practice. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, but then... They tried to get the couch out the door, and I knew the couch fit in the door because obviously we had purchased it and it had come in. Correct. But what I had sort of failed to remember was that when we brought it in, it didn't have the legs on it because we had to assemble it. Yeah, I was going to say, we did some assembly, though. So what ended up happening is they had to take it out of the furniture bag, take the legs off of it, (laughs) put put the legs in a separate bag, and then take it out. No good deed goes unpunished. (laughs) So that was a bit of a debacle. Um, they also obviously took the upholstery fabric with them, and that was that. And then they were like, we'll be back in three to five weeks. Swoosh. Yeah. <laughs> and they came back. Yeah. Um, what was it like living without the couch? Did it feel way more open? Did it you- did feel way more open. It did feel um, like sort of a more reasonable amount of furniture to have in here. Hmm. But I will say, uh, remember the point at which we thought maybe we were going to get the love sack and get rid of the couch? Uh-huh. That would have been terrible. Yeah. Um, I definitely had a lot of trouble eating in the love sack. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like being upright in the love sack is sort of impossible. And so it was a bit difficult, though mm. I do love the love sack a lot. Um it definitely wouldn't have been good as the only piece of furniture to have in that room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense to me. So, yeah, it's sort of honestly, like, I felt like that was going to take up most of the time that, like, 
the couch was going to be gone, and then you were going to be gone, and then the couch was going to be back, and then you were going to be back. But that's not really how it happened. It only took about three and a half weeks that's good. for the couch to be Hoover. done. And yeah, Hoover called me and was like, are you home today? I'm going to bring your couch. <laughs> And I was like, well, I don't go anywhere. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, he brought the couch back. He put the legs back on it. Wow. He actually put little uh, floor protector pads on the bottom of the legs, oh. which was nice. Hoover, what a dude. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think it turned out quite well. I was quite pleased with it. It did end up costing a little bit more than the initial estimate because, as we said, it was a world market couch. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, like, a pristine piece of engineering. And he (laughs) ended up basically, like, rather than just sort of tucking the spring back in, there's, like, new foam, new batting, new fabric. Like, it's just a new couch now on the same base. Well, you know. Yeah, so it, we could. <laughs> it it ended up being sort of exactly in the middle of what all the estimates were, which I still think is pretty good. I wish I had known that beforehand. Yeah. Um, but I mean, fundamentally, for our first time trying to reupholster something on this scale, I think that was a pretty good job we did of identifying who was going to do it. Yeah, that's um, fair. I felt fine. But, like, when you told me the price, well, I mean, I knew it was going to be expensive, so I right. went in knowing that we were going to spend some money. And it wasn't, like, it didn't feel like he unnecessarily upcharged us. Yeah, you know, like it, yeah. it wasn't like he was trying to pull one over. It was just, like, this shit's expensive. And it, I didn't know it took more work, because you had been texting me, but it's, like, sat phone texting. So, <laughs> it was, like, <laughs> so, you know, but it makes sense now, too, especially that it costs more after all the replacement work he had to do. Yeah. So it ended up being eight seventy five for labor, two twenty five for pickup and delivery, and then one seventy five for the fabric. Mm. So about thirteen hundred. Yeah. Altogether. Which again is like pretty on the mark. And most of the gadgets we were looking at. Like we couldn't right. I mean we could have gotten maybe some new, but it would have been just like getting another world market style. Thing. Yeah, my hope is that now that we've spent this amount of money on this couch, it's gonna last us like ten years. Yeah, it does feel really nice. Hoover killed it. Like I was really excited when it came home because yeah. at, at that point I hadn't like sat up straight in the living room in three and a half weeks. <laughs> and so I actually ended up moving it back into position on my own. I don't know if you noticed that. He like left it in the middle of the living room where he found it as though that was like a life choice we had made. Uh. <laughs> um, so I moved it at and the coffee table back into position and was really like living my dream sitting on the couch by myself Mm, very luxurious yeah it was pretty luxurious and it does feel really nice yeah it does i when i came home and sat down on it i like sat expecting it to feel like it did (laughs) and was very pleasantly surprised that it was nice and firm again yeah yeah and it's a really nice color i mean we knew we picked the fabric knowing it was a nice color but like seeing it actually in situ on the couch itself It looks really quite lovely. I was a little afraid, as I talked about in the last episode, that it sort of would skew to seafoam and look weird, but it doesn't, which is nice. No. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I think think we did a pretty good job for our first shot at something like this overall. It also seems to be the correct, like, thickness and quality of fabric. That Mm. was a question 
I had as well. He didn't say anything about it either <laughs> way, um, but it it seems to have worked out. And like sitting on it, it feels fairly sturdy. It doesn't feel like flimsy fabric. Yeah. No. How did you judge that? Or did you just guess? Well, so I had done like a wee bit of research, and there are like numbers and letters associated with different types of fabric. I think it's GSM, but I can't remember what that stands for. <laughs> um, Good to, sitting material. <laughs> to indicate sort of like the the like thickness of the fabric or like the durability of it. Mm. And so I just sort of looked up like what the range of that <laughs> was for upholstery fabric. And this happens to fit in that range, though the range seemed to be quite large. So... <laughs> Well done, well done. Yeah, it was really quite a shot in the dark, to be honest with you. So um, that seems to have worked out, though, obviously, I think we've we've had it for like a month and a half now. Mm. So, I mean, obviously, we want to get many more years of wear out of this. So <laughs> Many more good setting moments from this uh, GSM. <laughs> yeah, hopefully so. From the good setting material. He did also bring back the extra fabric, which huh. was nice. There was, like, only a yard of it left, um, which was fine, because obviously I bought it all to be put on the couch, but I also reupholstered the footstool with that fabric now, yeah. so... that's really good. It's matching. I don't know how I feel about the matching, because matching in general is not really for me in decor. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're that little hesitant. When you said it to me, though, I thought it was nice. It feels like... I mean, just like what people do with, with couch things. <laughs> yeah? Hashtag, it's quite quiet. Yeah, couch sets, that's the word. Hmm. Like you have the couch and then a little ottoman or footrest that's, you know, the same color or like in a kind of like color family. I like that this is a, uh, you painted the base black. Yeah. Too, which is nice. So it's not, it's not like having um, like a monotone set the like pop of black gives it a, a bit of nuance wow yeah wow. look at me go i'm trying really hard <laughs> took a break and came back fresh <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying really hard to do only like zero dollar projects right now to just Reasonable. get stuff out of here so i did end up um finishing up a paint sample nice doing that wow. project well, you so... tell me that. well done wow that was really good oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not a sound effect, just a great high five. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it looks great. Honestly, I'm pretty into the Ottoman. I think it looks nice. very, very nice. How long did that take you? Was that just like a... Yeah, like a couple hours because I had to wait for coats to dry. Because actually it was the Pharaoh and Ball paint sample that we used to match to bear for Gravitas. Nice. So it's Pharaoh and Ball off black, but because for some reason Pharaoh and Ball paint won't stick to anything, it took me like three coats. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it <laughs> was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, it was one of those, it was like the calculus of like, we have like a little bit of gravitas left, but I don't know if it would have covered the whole thing. Mm. And then we also wouldn't have had any left for touch-ups in the bedroom if we needed to. So I was like, okay, let me use this paint sample, even though I know it's probably going to be a problem. Yeah, that's great. It so, worked out. You finished it. Yeah. Nice. One sample down. To reupholster, you just kept the same, like, batting and stuff? I did, because when we bought that stool, I don't know if you remember, I, like, replaced the foam and the batting. I don't remember at all. 
Yeah, we bought that stool from Housing Works um, the same time we bought your dresser when Dill was in town for Thanksgiving. Oh. And I had no recollection of that. I remember carrying the dresser back on the train. Well, I was carrying the footstool. Ah. <laughs> that all makes sense now. <laughs> but I reupholstered it then with, like, new foam and batting. And when I went to reupholster it, it had four different levels of upholstery on it. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I knew that, like, I, I knew the provenance of the foam and the batting. <laughs> so I just let it be. Nice. That was a good call. Yeah. I will say that working with velvet is particularly difficult. Like, I had upholstered it in the cotton canvas before that, Mm. and the velvet was much harder to work with, so I'm very glad that I did not attempt the couch on myself, thus destroying the couch and, like, requiring us to have it reupholstered anyway. Yeah, what made it harder? Just, like, it really stretch it? It doesn't... um, It's way more, like... Joanne's doing this funny thing with her hands. Is it wavy? Kind of. It... (laughs) There's no structure to it. So, mm. like, when I folded the cotton canvas in order to create a crease to, like, go around the edge of... It's, like, a fully round ottoman. Right. So, like, I could very easily create a crease and it would stay in place and, like, look very crisp. Mm-hmm. And the velvet just doesn't have any of that, like, structure to itself. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think things look just, like, generally a little bit looser. And obviously, Hoover is a professional, and so if you see, like, around the arch of the arm, the pleats that he created are very even mm-hmm. and, like, professional-looking, <laughs> and I, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, the auto, I mean, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty, like, taut. Like, I don't notice any wrinkles or anything like that. Yeah, funnily enough, I was trying to, like, make small talk with him as he was putting the... Um, legs back on the couch so i was like oh how did you learn whatever you know yeah. just like i don't know you so <laughs> and he said something about people trying to reupholster their own benches nice and we had like a weird exchange where i added myself as someone who like reupholsters small items <laughs> <laughs> and... it was really weird um uh- yeah, I mean, it just sounds funny. I couldn't tell if he was offended or, like, if he thought I was offended. I wasn't offended because, obviously, like, he is a professional and he did a great job. I just wouldn't spend that much money getting that ottoman reupholstered because it's, like, a foot by a foot, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just not that serious to me. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> How did he learn? Did he say or did he just No, absolutely people? not. He, like... Yeah, maybe it's, like, a secret. Maybe there's a secret society of uh, upholsterers. Well, so he told me he was down south, which Mm. is interesting because, like, um, North Carolina used to be the furniture capital of the U.S., and so it makes sense to me that that area would be a place you could easily learn a trade, and I'm pretty sure that upholstery is the sort of thing where you, like, apprentice. Yeah, that makes sense. But then, like, before the story ended, he sort of veered into this other thing, (laughs) so we'll never know. Secret. Yeah. Damn. So. <laughs> it's enticing. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, so he was a nice man who redid our, our couch and it worked out. And I, yeah. Cool. I also was like buoyed by my success in this endeavor. Was like, ooh, I wonder if I could get him to make a custom cover for the Love Sack. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, probably good. I'm sure he would do it for dollars. It's yeah. Just an upholstery project. Um, fundamentally. I had given him $1,100 for a couch, so it wasn't really time for me oh, yeah. to be like... Um, but I don't know if I sent you a link to this. I was on Cherish looking for couches sort of like at the time when we were deciding to um, upholster this couch. Mm-hmm. And I found this amazing... It was not in our budget, but um, it was one of the... like. Whenever you set a budget filter on Cherish, you still get the promoted ones, yeah. and they are not within your budget. Yeah. So it was one of the promoted ones that was, like, not within my budget. It was, like, $11,000, but yeah. it was, like, a loveseat upholstered in Dalmatian velvet. Wow. And then trimmed wow. with, like, gold tassels. Just, like, Cruella de Vil's love sack. Yeah. It was amazing. And I was like, wow, I wonder if I can find Dalmatian velvet and then have <laughs> my love sack upholstered or, like, slip-covered in Dalmatian velvet. Like, how lit would that be? That'd be pretty cool. Can you? I'm sure you could just Google Dalmatian velvet. Yeah, I... So, remember when we were doing the... Um, wallpaper in the box way and we got all those spoonflower samples yeah it seems that spoonflower has sort of um increased the number of things that they will print on because fundamentally they're just a printing company right so like you it's sort of like society six where people upload all of those designs yeah and then spoonflower will print them on anything whether it's like the um wet and paste wallpaper now they do peel and stick wallpaper which would have been helpful for us at the time mm. um but they're also doing a ton of fabric which is interesting. interesting and it was something i had initially considered for the couch but it was much more expensive than the fabric that we got yeah. so the place that i most easily found dalmatian velvet was actually on spoonflower because you can have their like one of their dalmatian prints printed on literally anything mm. interesting but I don't know. The reason I didn't go with it for the couch, besides the fact that it was like $35 a yard, (laughs) was that I really wonder what the durability of a printed fabric is versus like a dyed fabric. It's like the, uh, like the fucking people from the the school show. Oh yeah. Um, we're watching homework Mm -hmm. on the Magnolia Network on Discovery Plus, where these people in Utah are renovating a schoolhouse into an actual house. It's a, it's a cool project, but a weird show. <laughs> like, it's, it's been fun watching, just because it's like, honestly, it's such a cool project, like renovating this old schoolhouse, but uh, I don't know. People, not a huge fan. <laughs> They've gotten a lot of very artisan products to go into it, so they've gotten hand-painted wallpaper, They've gotten screen-printed wallpaper, which was yeah. really cool to watch. Yeah, there's been some cool artisan work on they, uh, on TV, which seems yeah. foolish to say, but, like, watching people screen-print wallpaper for, like, five minutes is, is pretty cool. It was a cool, like, factory shop, or more of a workshop. It wasn't that big. Like yeah. A workshop shop. But I feel like that is still... You still have to w- worry about wear less because it's, like, on the wall. Yeah. Whereas if you're putting your butt on it, like, rubbing your body on it all the time, is it going to discolor or, like, transfer? True. Plus, like, sitting up and yeah. down on it, you get the tension. Right. Mm. So, yeah, I was looking for reviews of the fabric itself, and I found a bunch of people on YouTube talking about it, but not from That's a durability awesome. standpoint, just on, like, a... 
oh, I unwrapped it and it looks good. And it's not confusing <laughs> to me that it looks good so, because... So Jordan just watch unwrapping videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, printing technology is pretty good now. So, like, yeah. the, the fact that you can print on fabric is not surprising to me. Um, I just want to know. Maybe it's just not an, an old enough product that people can review the wear of it. I don't know how long they've been doing it. That's pretty true. There might not be might not be any data. But I feel like if I were to redo the love sack, I would want to do it in like a pretty ornate pattern because mm-hmm. right now it's solid black. So like to cur- turn it another solid color sort of seems like a waste. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. But I am sort of excited about this potential idea down the road. I mean, I don't think 2021 is going to be the year we get a custom cover for the love sack but um i am sort of excited by the idea of getting a custom one made because sort of one of the barriers we had when we bought the love sack in the first place was that they don't have a ton of like designer options no for slip covers they will make you a whole ass couch out of love sack stuff but uh that is true but that also like doesn't have a wide range of colors it comes in it's all very solid colors and i feel like for me personally like i'm aware that having a massive beanbag is not really an aesthetic choice (laughs) but i want to make it as aesthetic as possible i feel like it it is an aesthetic choice (laughs) yeah I think so, in some ways. But I think it could be more more designed, so to speak. I think a giant beanbag is for sure an aesthetic choice. But like it could be, yeah, not a giant black beanbag at some point. Like more of a designed. I just said the same thing twice. I don't know. Yeah, I want it to look high-end. Like I want people to come in and be confused that we're the type of people who have a high-end beanbag like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, people from New York are like really fucking strange. <laughs> Pretty sure, uh, yeah, keeping your enemies confused is, like, one of the points in the art of war. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a good way to be, if people walk in, just be like, what? <laughs> I'll always have the upper hand. <laughs> um, yeah, you also move the living room around. Yeah, so, after, um, I was spending a lot of time sitting on the couch, which I really haven't done since we got the love sack. I feel like we got the love sack at a point where, like, we had been, like, together in the same room. (laughs) Capital T, together. For, like, months on end. (laughs) Probably over a year. Yeah. And so it was sort of liberating to sit on a separate piece of furniture (laughs) from you. (laughs) Um, But then I spent some time sitting on the couch for the first time in a while and sort of being, like, we... We've tried a number of different configurations for the love sack mm-hmm. because we knew it was sort of too big. I don't say probably like three that I can think of clearly. Yeah. We had it in front at first, but different than I'll let you explain the final configure or the current configuration. Yeah. We had it in front at first, but we had it kind of like centered in front and that was just a fiasco. It just wasn't what it was. Because at like... first we were trying to use it as a divider between the living room and the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just too much. So then we moved it. To the left for a while, that was pretty good, but it was weird getting to, like, the light switches. It was bumping up against the outlet, and I was pretty sure we were going to start an electrical fire. Yeah, the outlet, not the switches. My bad. Um, and so then we moved to the right, and that was the last I had seen it, and that was pretty good. It was just kind of chilling. And it was useful, too, for when I was sitting there, and, like, you were on the couch, and we were watching TV or something, so we could both be looking at the computer on the uh, 
coffee table. Yeah. So it was like a good sort of setup for that. But then when I was by myself, I was sitting there thinking about how we really don't like use the chair so much. Hmm. Or I never use the chair, really. Yeah, I use the chair. <laughs> Jordan hates the chair and wants the chair to go. And I uh, very, much, very much like the chair and want the chair to stay. But um, I was like, oh, what if I put the love sack over there? I don't even remember like why it occurred to me, <laughs> but it was just sort of like, oh, this could work. Oh, you know what had happened? I had to move all of the furniture mm. to cock the baseboards. Ah, yes. And while all that had happened and I was putting everything back where it went, I was like, oh, instead of rolling the love sack over there, what if I put the chair over there? Mm. And I did that and it felt much better around the couch coffee table area because then you could walk around the whole coffee table, which had sort of been an issue with the love sack there. It was like very cramped. Mm -hmm. And then I just rolled the love sack over to where the chair used to be. And it definitely takes up more of that sort of blank space. Mm -hmm. And I know we like the blank space. We have like done episodes in favor of the blank space. Also at the time, because you weren't here, I didn't need as much blank space. Like it's enough room for like me to Mm -hmm. do a workout video if I want. So I was like, oh, this will be fine. And we'll see what happens when Donnie gets back. (laughs) Um... Because this was the point also in your being gone when I was moving all the furniture by myself to caulk the baseboards by myself. <laughs> that I was like, I don't give a fuck what Donnie cares about anything. <laughs> this is my house now and I will do what I want. Um, but I was like, this is going to work for me for right now and no. then we'll see what happens. Honestly, but... I'm surprised the chair's still here. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I got rid of was the bath mat. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, I think... Bookmark that for future episodes. Yeah, that's not relevant to this episode (laughs) by any means. But, um, I like it because it gives the love sack a little bit of room to breathe. Like, it's not posted up right against the coffee table. And also it gives the living room area a little bit of room to breathe. And if you turn the computer the other way on the coffee table, you can still see it as a TV Mm. while you nap on the love sack. (laughs) That's all. That's the whole story. And also, you can play the Switch while it's plugged in in the wall. Wow. (laughs) Very important. So, yeah, I feel like... I don't know why we didn't try it over there before. Maybe because we tried it in the center of the room and it was so weird. Um, Yeah, it was weird there. But now it's, like, in the kind of corner. I don't know how you would describe it to folks. Like, kind of... It's what we imagine to be the corner of the living room, I think. But it's, like, right next to... The entry to the box way. Yeah. Yeah. I like it so far. I miss the, the blank space a little bit. Um, but so far it's worked out fine. And I like the feel of the living room better for sure. Yeah, it's airier. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.